Welcome to Sunday Morning Live Fellowship. You are listening to our live Sunday morning service. Please feel free to join us live via Zoom. The meeting ID is notated on our podcast page. This morning we are in the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 through 8. That's in the Old Testament. You remember Genesis, Exodus, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, uh, Deuteronomy. I can't hardly get it right. Joshua. All right. While you are finding our text today, I had, and I've shared it with a couple of people, I had the most encouraging experience this week from a total stranger in Baldwin, Michigan at the courthouse. I mentioned that because you don't expect encouragement in the area where we live. We are pegged as the poorest county in the lower peninsula. Yes, I was encouraged in Baldwin, Michigan. I went there for business, for my job, I had to put that in. I don't want you to think I had to go to the courthouse. It was for my job. And the police officer, the police officer there ministered to me. And when I say he ministered to me, he was not one of these hocus pocus Christians with the whole God told me to tell you. It wasn't that at all. He said, ma'am, I'm not even a religious person. I don't go to church like I should. But I see something on you and I must tell you what I see and what that man fed into me. And and he also said, this doesn't happen to me very often. I don't understand it. It's a gift, but I've got to tell you. And there were people around. I was in tears. What he was saying to me was so powerful. And he talked about the gifts that God has put in me. He talked about things that I needed to hear, but he ended with this. And this is what I needed. And I even feel people close to me that are concerned about me needed to hear again. He said, ma'am, I'm a police officer, but you don't even need me. You are so protected. God's got just a covering all around you. And you could tell from my voice that I am still encouraged today. Let's turn to our text today as we talk about how to encourage one another with godly encouragement. Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 through 8. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them even to the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, 
that have I given unto you. As I had said unto Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance in the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Verse 5 again, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I would like to use for a topic this morning. Hi, I have something for you. Hi, I have something for you. When was the last time you felt meaningfully encouraged by a total stranger like I was or a friend or family member or even a fellow church member. Someone encouraged you and told you exactly when was the last time that someone encouraged you and told you exactly what you needed to hear. We should be able to call to mind such a conversation, but maybe you as well, even from this past week, were encouraged. But in reality, it is so seldom that we are truly encouraged by others. People will tell us that we look good when we don't. We know we look a mess. And if we were honest, we know in our heart, what we're being flattered with is not really the truth and that people are just trying to make us feel better. In other words, we fake flatter one another and then go behind their back and say something negative. This is not godly encouragement. 
I don't know what to call this fake flattering that we do to one another, which is so shallow, but it is not godly encouragement. It temporarily uh, makes us feel as though we have experienced encouragement when we know we haven't. And that's why the good feeling is temporary. And then there are some times when someone told you the truth and you should have been encouraged, but you didn't even recognize it as encouragement. Hmm. Perhaps many of us fail to experience and fail to extend godly encouragement because we really don't know what encouragement is. The way we often use the word encouragement today, we mean it as to bring comfort or affirmation. In other words, pastor, you really preach good today. And you know what? You were asleep. Mm. But you just say that to make someone feel better. Or we tell someone, you know, you are really a good mother. Or someone that's going through a lot of problems, we'll tell them everything is going to be okay. But biblical encouragement, even though it is rich with affirmation, it offers something much more stronger, something much more invigorating that will last you the entire week when you have been given godly encouragement. While fake flattering, it only puts fuel on our pride or coddle our self-pity. Real encouragement cultivates humility, courage, and above all, hope in God. While poor encouragement or flattering, it might justify passivity, but real encouragement inspires fresh vigilance and faithfulness. True encouragement is not about making others feel better about themselves. True encouragement prepares others to know, obey, and enjoy the life that God blessed them with. We're going to get back to what real encouragement is in just a little bit, but I really want to talk about what goes on so often in our communities and especially at church. We, we affirm and we flatter one another. And so often flattery ain't nothing but a tall tale in sheep's clothing. I hate to say the word lie. Flattery poisons what encouragement nurtures. I know I'm right. Proverbs 29 and 5 says, a man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. Proverbs 26 and 28 says, a lying tongue hates its victims and a flattering mouth works 
ruin. Oh, I don't know if you have ever heard a sermon on flattery before. I remember once in all my almost 50 years of preaching, preaching this premise just one other time. Beloved, flattery is it's not sweet or harmless as we think it is. It ruins the soul. It is pleasant makeup on roofless selfishness. Its effects is not loving but ruinous. I just read that in the word. <clears throat> it cultivates a habit or culture. In, in other words, in order for us to cultivate a habit or culture of true encouragement, we need to begin with taking more seriously the severity of God's warnings about flattery. The Apostle Paul hated flattery. In 1 Thessalonians 2 and 5, For neither at any time used we flattering words as ye know, nor a cloak of covetedness. Romans 6 and, and then he said, God is our witness. Romans 16 and 18, such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. The flattery uses other people's insecurities to serve their own cravings for approval, power, and influence, financial gain, or even illicit activities. God not only gives us instructions and examples of good encouragement in the Bible, but he also stoops down himself to show us this is what encouragement looks like. This is how to encourage a human heart. Now let's go back to our text that we just read from Joshua. Here's the background of what is going on in our text. When Moses died, right as Israel was about to cross into the promised land, God appointed Joshua to lead the people against nations that were mightier and more fearsome than they were. I can't even imagine trying to fill Moses' shoes. And the Lord comes down to encourage Joshua to literally impart strength and courage to him. And the Bible says in Joshua 1, 6, and 7, Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inher inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go have i not commanded you be strong and courageous 
Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Beloved, this is encouragement. Let's pick this apart just a little bit. First, as we look at how God encouraged Joshua and did not just give him flattery. First, true encouragement tells the truth. Flattery typically exaggerates an aspect of the truth, twisting or inflating it for selfish reasons. Encouragement knows it can only be as fruitful as it is faithful. We know God is telling the truth to Joshua because God cannot lie. When God says, you shall cause this people to inherit the land, we know it will happen exactly as he has said. So when we encourage, do we resist the temptation to say more than what is really true? Flattery wants to gratify pride and the vanity in its victim. So flattery isolates admirable qualities and then exaggerates them. The godly encourager, by contrast, speaks the truth in love. He knows the spiritual danger of pride, so he commends what is commendable without the feeling or the need to exaggerate. Number two, true encouragement aims at obedience to God. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. This kind of encouragement is not merely about standing up to opposition or overcoming fear, but it is about trusting and obeying all that God says. Paul prays the same kind of prayer of encouragement for the Thessalonians when he says in 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father encourage your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Flattering does neither because flattering overflows from a heart that is in love with itself. True encouragement strengthens hope in God, not in ourselves. God told Joshua, be strong and encouraged and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened. Don't be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. There is a world of difference between you got this or saying like we say today, I got this. There is a world of difference between that and saying 
God will be with you. That encourages us when we know God will be with us. And yet, how often do we accentuate what we have done or what we can do rather than taking refuge in what God has promised to do for and through us because of Jesus Christ. Real encouragement says, apart from God, I can do nothing. God will be with us everywhere we go. That is the only reason that we can make it. Our God is an encouraging God. He was not content to stay at arm's length from his creation. He was not content to send encouragement into the world through an inspired messenger, but God himself embodied encouragement in flesh and blood in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And on the eve of his betrayal, Jesus Christ was preparing for a mob that would crucify him. He was preparing his disciples for the fact that he would be laid in a grave for three days. And he encouraged these fragile and fearful disciples that were following him. In St. John 16, Jesus said, Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and you will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone. The Father is with me. I have said these things to you that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Jesus told them the truth. I am about to leave you. And despite your good intentions, now you are going to abandon me. And after I have gone, you will face even worse tribulation. But the truth did not veil the shame of their betrayals and the harshness of what they would suffer. Why? He said, I have told you these things that in me you will have peace. I have told you these things to take heart. I have overcome the world. Yes, we have confidence. Yes, we have boldness. Jesus was building their courage up, not built in pride, but built in the fact that we can put our hope in him and that he will be with us wherever we go. Encouragement. Encouragement not only tells us the truth, but encouragement calls us to obey. 
St. John 15, 9 and 10, Jesus said, Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. We each need to encourage one another, but not with the fluff and the stuff that has gone on in our churches for years because we don't want to hurt someone else's feelings. And I don't know why you're lying again, because the minute you turn your back, you're talking about that very same person. It is madness and it is not godly encouragement. God is calling us to encourage one another. Do you see the necessity of encouraging someone else as a small thing? I don't. To me, it's huge. What that police officer said to me this week was huge. I needed it. God did not come down and have coffee with me. God used a total stranger to encourage me. In Bible class, we're looking at spiritual gifts as we stated from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Encouragement is not on the list of spiritual gifts. We all have the calling to encourage one another. The ministry of encouragement, therefore, is not optional or just for people that have a knack for it. Encouragement should be setting the predominant tone of our churches, homes, and our ministries. So we've talked about what encouragement is not. Encouragement is not flattering. Encouragement is not lying to one another to make someone feel good. But what is encouragement? In the New Testament, it means to comfort, cheer up, console, and speak kindly to. Encouragement is about imparting the life-giving power of what we believe about Jesus. So everyone is a ministry and your ministry is encouragement. What does that look like in a practical sense? It can look like just standing with someone, standing side by side with someone who's going through. It can look like bringing a life-giving presence to another one with our words of encouragement from the Bible. It, it's, it's a lot more than just saying hi, hi, or hello, or how you doing? And many of us, we won't even wait long, long enough to find out how a person is doing. We just say good before they can even answer. And if they did answer, we were not listening to find out how they were really doing. Real encouragement goes beyond the word hi. Real encouragement says, I've got something meaningful for you. Hi, I have something for you. Encouragement is the way that we experience 
real community together. And this kind of community is not life depleting, tearing one another down, but encouragement is life enriching. It is not fake where you smile in my face and then stab me in the back. It is not guarded and aloof, but it is all in all involved. It is not suspicious and scrutinizing and criticizing, but affirming and strengthening, beloved. Think about the one another's in the Bible. These are just a few. Uh, encourage John 13. Encourage one another. Romans 15 and 7. Love one another. Welcome one another. James, confess your sins to one another. And there are so many more. We must enjoy Christ together. We must encourage one another. Mm, mm. But let's be real. Fooling with people is risky. They smile in your face and all the time they want to take your place. Beloved, we have to trust God and take the risk. Don't stop because you've been stabbed in the back. Don't extend the same poison that was poured into you. Get above yourself. Get out of yourself. Real encouragement is up close and personable and it engages other people. Let me ask you this. When we are actively cultivating a social environment of encouragement, what happens? We begin to grow because we need the body of Christ to build each other up and not tear one another down. What happens when we are not cultivating a social environment of encouragement? We start living in a relational starvation diet. What we experience then is not active injury, but the lack of affirmation and good cheer that we all need. Beloved, we press on in this kind of environment, but we are pressing on in weakness. We need to leave church feeling exhilarated and uplifted. So how can we grow in encouraging one another? Number one, we must continually marinate in the truth of the Bible. Romans 15 and 4, that through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The Bible is the most encouraging book in the world. Memorize the Bible, sing the Bible, pray the Bible, enjoy the Bible, encourage one another with the word of God. And number two, Talk about the goodness of God. 
Learn how to testify about your personal faith. Share Jesus Christ and what he has done for you. People need Jesus to get through this fallen world. Every Christian has a story to tell. Not only how Jesus saved you, but how Jesus is real to you right now. Everything going on in the world right now is bearing us down. But don't lose heart, beloved. We have more powerful ways to face life. Jesus He came to give us life and life more abundantly, but we must share his life with others. Hebrews 10, it says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Hi, I have something for you. Let's give each other some courage. Let's build one another up. In order to do that, you've got to get out of yourself. Hi, I have something for you. Not just a compliment, not just flattery, but oh, God learned how to strengthen one another. Light a fire under a discouraged soul, beloved. Take action today. Pray and ask the Spirit how to make you an encourager. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you need to pray this prayer with me right now. If you are ready to repent of your sins and come to Jesus, say with me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I have lived my life for myself only. I am sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and I ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you from this day forward. Help me to live every day for you in a way that pleases you. If you prayed that simple prayer with me, please don't hesitate to call. You can call me at area code 231-349-1046. God bless you.